Sports Radio. Thank you for making us a part of your Saturday right here on CBS Sports Radio. So on Friday, Florida State has taken legal action. They are now trying to go to the courts in order to leave the ACC early and not have to pay basically what amounts to $600 million as part of an exit fee. And while Florida State right now, that's not the first time they've tried to leave, they are rattling the cages, making a lot of noise, and stomping their feet saying, we want out, let us go. And while Florida State, I think, is making, again, a big spectacle spectacle of it, Florida State is right. Like, they are right in wanting out of the ACC because they foresee what is the unfortunate but harsh reality that is coming to college football starting next year, and that is this. Starting next year, if you're not in the Big Ten, if you're not in the SEC, you have zero chance at competing for a national title. Zero. Don't care who you are. Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Colorado, Oregon State, Utah, Oklahoma State does not matter. Not the Big Ten, not in the SEC, no chance. Here is why. Starting next year, you have the massive TV deals kicking in. Let me just really quickly break down for you how much each school is getting. These numbers, courtesy of Business of College Sports. Again, these numbers are what each school and each conference is going to make on an annual basis. Next year, each Big 12 team is going to make roughly $32 million from TV revenue. Each school in the Big 10 next year is getting $72 million. SEC, $68 million. ACC, $40 million. Because Florida State is the one that wants out of the ACC, let's focus on that conference. That's why Florida State wants out. Not because they felt wronged that they got left out of the college football playoff and are trying to blame the lesser competition in the ACC as the reason why they got left out. They are trying to leave now because they see the financial impact that's going to happen where if you stay in the ACC versus leaving and getting into one of the big two conferences. They are going to be behind SEC and Big Ten schools $30 million per year. That means for schools in the Big Ten and the SEC, those are more resources than Florida State, Miami, Clemson, every team in the ACC. More money to upgrade facilities, to increase coaching salaries, to work to contribute towards NIL, to put towards recruiting efforts. Like $30 million is a lot of money that gives a massive advantage to schools in those two conferences versus everybody else. That's why I go back to, if you are not in the Big Ten, if you are not in the SEC, you have no chance at competing for a national title. Because you are going to be down $30 million a year every year against your competition. And there's no making that up. 
That's why Florida State wants out, and that's why I think they're right. You can't afford to stay in the ACC and be competitive to win a national title. And winning a national title is different than just making the playoff. If Florida State stays in the ACC, right, it's them and Clemson most years um, in terms of who's going to go bare minimum, get the automatic bid. But most years, if the Tigers do bounce back, most years they'll be both in the mix there. But being in the mix for a playoff spot versus being a national title contender, they're two different things. And again, when, when two conferences are playing on one playing level, and everyone else is on a different playing level financially, it's impossible to compete. Does anyone expect the Pirates in baseball to be as competitive as the Dodgers? No. Why? Because the Dodgers spend millions, and in this case, billions of dollars, and the Pirates are pinching pennies. Oceans wide of a gap between those two teams which is why no one ever gets mad. Why are why are the Pirates competing with the Dodgers? No one gets mad because they see the financial reality of why that's not possible. Same thing here. Why should we think Florida State is going to be able to compete with Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, USC, Oklahoma, Georgia? I mean, in 10 years from now, they're going to be $300 million behind those schools. How do you expect to compete? You can't. And that's my biggest issue right now with the direction of college football is with these massive TV deals, the biggest factor that's going to determine if you are a national championship contender or not is going to be money, is going to be which conference you are in. If you're in the Big Ten and the SEC, you are set. You're making nearly $7 million, uh, $70 million a year. Everyone else in every other conference is making 30 to $40 million less than you per year. Financially, now, is the biggest factor to whether you are a national title contender. Not coaching, not recruiting, not player development, not transfer portal, not NIL. It is strictly what conference are you in, because if you're in the right one, you are financially set and competitive. If you're in the wrong one, you have no chance. That's should not be the way college football is. It shouldn't be based on what conference you're in that whether you can be a national title contender or not. It's ridiculous. But that's unfortunately the direction we're going down because of the financial gap between the Big Ten and the SEC and everybody else. Which is why I think, for me, like the only solution is a breakaway. The only solution is a 50-60 to 60 team league breaks away from everybody else and forms their own league and their own TV deals. So that way, we're not talking about a $30 million gap between schools, just TV revenue-wise. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's on the same playing field. Because how you would sell it is how you sell the NFL. One package. ESPN, you want to broadcast our games in this breakaway new league? You're buying everything. Same price that you're paying now for the SEC, but you get everybody. CBS, you get everybody. You can get the SEC back. You get the Big Ten. You get the Big 12. 
just like the NFL, you, they sell, right, the NFL. CBS doesn't buy the AFC South. Fox doesn't buy the NFC West. You buy the NFL, and you get the games. That's what college football needs to do. A breakaway where you form a new league, and you sell that league to TV networks. That way, every team, at least TV revenue-wise, is on the same playing field. And so that way, TV revenue is not the biggest factor towards seeing who is a national title contender and who is not. That's all I want. For me, just like an equal playing field. And this is coming from someone, by the way, who's a Penn State alum, whose team is on the right side of the the bracket, if you will, on the right side of history where they're in the Big Ten. They're set financially. They're not going to be $30 million behind like Florida State's about to be. But even though it benefits my team, I don't want to be living in a world where two conferences are competing for a, a championship. That's it. That, to me, it's kind of boring. I like parity. I like unpredictability. Just like what we saw this past year in college football. This is a, I don't know about you. For me, this is my one of my favorite years ever. Because it was unpredictable. Because going to the last weekend, you had eight teams alive for four spots. We never get to this point in the season not having any idea who three, if not four, the teams are. Usually it's already decided. This has been a great year, though, where parity reigned supreme. I'm for it. I want more of it. And that's why, for me, I think a breakaway brings that parity back and doesn't allow the conference to dictate if you are a true contender or not because that's what it's going to be. Again, you're making $30 million per year more than everyone else. You're set. You are in a great spot to compete, and you have such a leg up on everybody else. Like, even if you're Rutgers, even if you're, I mean, hell, even Vanderbilt. I mean, Rutgers and Vanderbilt are going to be making $30 million more than Florida State and Clemson next year. Make that make sense. Just by... Dumb luck, right? Vanderbilt on the right side of the regional lines where they're in the SEC footprint. Florida State's more on the coast. ACC footprint. The Big Ten wanted to expand to the New York City area. Okay, Rutgers, come on in. Now, all of a sudden, they'll be cashing that big-time check. Whereas Clemson, Sorry. You're in the ACC. Have fun with your, you know, little petty check over there. Money is a major factor. And now money, because of this massive gap between conferences, is going to be a a determining factor if you can compete for a national title or not. I want it to be determined on the field. I want it to be determined by good coaching, good development, good quarterback play, good roster management, transfer portal, NIL, like things we're used to seeing decide games and seasons have those areas still decide seasons and games. Not the conference you're in and not the TV deal they get. But that's, I think, even with college football playoff expansion, 
that is the direction we're headed. And that's why I can't fault Florida State. I support them. I get it. They should do what they're doing right now, which is make a scene and try to get out of the ACC for as little of a fee as possible because it is in their best interest. It is in their best interest to win a national title if they're in the SEC or the Big Ten. Period. Stop. End of discussion. And it's strictly because of money, which is sad. But it's unfortunately right now the reality we are in until a breakaway comes and the sport changes. So I just feel like, for me at this point, a breakaway is inevitable. It's what's good for the sport. But it's also why I don't look at Florida State like a bunch of crybabies. I don't look at Florida State like they're just upset about missing out on the playoff and a few weeks later still can't get over it and are letting you know about it. I think they look at this from a perspective of, we're about to be down a ton of money really quickly here. We got to, like, we can't compete when the gap is that big. We got to find a way to get ourselves into the money and make sure we are on the same playing field as the teams we're trying to compete against when winning a national title. That, to me, is what it's about, which is why I do support them. How about you, though? How do you view Florida State? Do you view them as a bunch of babies? A bunch of crybabies right now still upset about missing the college football playoff? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Michael is calling from Vegas. What up, Mike? Hey, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I wanted to talk about Florida State, but can I give you my um, – you mentioned 50 to 60 teams. I'm right along with that. My my plan is um, – I've been thinking about this for two years. It's a 52-team hmm. league with four 13-team divisions. Wow. So 13, 13, 13, 13. That's 52. And each division would have 13 teams – and they have six games at home, six on the road. And the top two go into, in each four of the divisions, the top two will go in an 18 playoff. And that way there's no, like, voting who gets in. It's strictly like the NFL. The top two in each division will move up into the final eight. Now, it's not only about the final eight, it's also the bottom eight. So the bottom eight, the bottom two in each division would have a playoff, much like the top eight. They'd have a playoff in the bottom eight. Four losers of those games get relegated. Wow. Bring a little soccer to town. Total. Well, it's been working 150 years, Ryan, around the world. I'll be honest. What do you think? Michael, I'm not a soccer fan, so I don't, I can't speak to that, but I like your idea. Yeah. This is what I'll say about it. And I appreciate the call. If I don't know if teams would willingly sign up to get relegated and lose a lot of money. If so, I'm in for it. More games that matter, the better. And the fact that I could be paying attention to a two and 10 team taking on a three and nine team and the loser goes home and goes to a different league, I'm in for it. More games that matter, I am signing up for. I don't think anyone's going to sign up for that, though. It works in soccer, but it's also been around for so long that it's accepted. I, I'm Again, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe miracles happen here. 
I don't think though that we're gonna that we're gonna have these teams sign up for it and Alabama would be like, hey, there's a chance we have a down year. And all of a sudden now we're out of the main conference and now we're in like let's call the I don't know, the the the, the, the leftovers. We're in the leftover conference and now we are sitting here having to play UTSA and Toledo in order to play back into the big time conference. Again, I could be wrong. I don't think anyone's signing up for that, though. I like the idea, though. The fact that you've been thinking about it for two years, I respect. I love that. And the fact that you have more foresight than I have, because I just saw this within the last year or so when things really kind of got moving realignment-wise. The fact that you saw it two years ago, I gave you credit. Give you credit for having better foresight than yours truly here. So at 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227, how do you view Florida State and right now the attention they are bringing on themselves? Do you view them as crybabies? Do you view them as trying to make themselves the victim for a problem they put themselves in? Or do they have a point? Do you agree that you know what? Yeah. If they're going to be that far behind the eight ball, that's not fair, and you got to do what you got to do to make the playing field level here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. We mentioned the expanded college football playoff before. Now that the playoff is going to 12 teams, would that cancel out the financial advantage? Like, Would that make a difference at all in terms of helping Florida State's chances to win a, a national title. We'll discuss that when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. I have a love-hate relationship with this song, for being honest here. Love Mariah Carey. Great singing. Great. It's a great song, but I will say, I feel like it's getting a little overplayed. Nico, you were saying before you're a big fan of it. You're not getting sick of it yet. I don't think I ever will, to be honest. I am usually the same way in the sense that, like, I can listen. Like, if I like a song, I can listen to it on repeat 10 times in a row. It doesn't bother me. I don't know why. Like, this song specifically where it's just, like, now I feel like over the last, like, three years, it's obviously exploded and it's played a lot. Uh, maybe it's just the fact that it's, like, cliche. Like, around this time, like, if you go out somewhere, people say, oh, put a Christmas song on. It's like, the world has to stop. Oh, my God. It's Mariah time. Everyone, like, this, like you better be crying how beautiful this song is. Little, maybe, again, it's just me. I mean, it's my friends. Honestly, forget about it. Just me. It's my friends that love this song too much. Feels like it's over the top. It feels like it definitely is um, over the top. But Mariah... Great pipes, still singing, still bringing it, um, and still killing it when it comes to money with that song around the time of the year. That is uh, that is for sure. It is Take a Night with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Talking about right now Florida State's desired exit from the ACC, and if they seem like to you like they're crybabies, like if they're still salty over their college football playoff, um, snub, if you will, getting left out, or is this the right move? And I think that it's, for them, the right move. Because right now, you look at the revenue gaps. Like, if you are right now in the Big Ten, 
starting in 2024, you are getting $70 million a year roughly from TV. If you're in the SEC, you're getting $68 million per year from TV. If you're in the ACC, you're getting $40 million. If you're in the Big 12, you're getting even less than that. So we're talking about a $30 million gap, bare minimum, between schools in the Big Ten and SEC and everybody else. You are not competing for a national title if you're in one of those other conferences not named the Big Ten or the SEC. And you had the Florida State Board of Trustees Chairman Peter Collins that held a, a press conference, or I guess a, a meeting today. It's public, I should say. And Collins is basically trying to argue his point of it's inequitable right now for us as a football program to stay in the SEC and still compete for national or stay in the ACC, excuse me, and still compete for national titles. Next year, the funding gap will between the ACC and the two other conferences will grow to over 30 million per team per year. It's one thing to fundraise and make up 7 million. It's another entirely to annually make up over 30 to 40 million. People outside of FSU may suggest that we are taking action now because of what happened in the college football playoff committee selection of the final four teams. I would say our actions today are less about the events of the last two weeks and far more about the actions of the ACC leadership over the past 10 years and what confronts FSU and the ACC over the next 13 years. I think the playoff has a little bit to do with this now action being revisited, but don't forget, they did this before the season. And as someone who did not think Florida State belonged in the playoff, I think in this case, they're a million percent right. You got to get out of the ACC, not because the competition. Again, Clemson had no problem making the playoff in their heyday, and they're in the same conference. But when it comes to financial windfall and financial um, importance now going forward when it comes to competing for a title, you can't truly expect to compete against equal slash superior programs when they are also making $30 million per year more than you. You can't do it. It's fiscally irresponsible and not realistic. That's why I think Florida State is trying to leave, and that's why I think they are are right in trying. Whether they succeed is a different story, and that's honestly a question for about probably a room full of 10 lawyers that are going to be reading a lot of documents over the next few months. I have no idea if they can get out, but in terms of them trying to get out, right move. So how do you view Florida State right now? How do you view what they are doing? Do you view them as a bunch of babies? That are being dramatic? Or do they have a point? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Paul's calling from Milwaukee. What up, Paul? Good morning. Morning. I believe I have a different perspective on the Florida State whining. Let's hear it. Uh, well, to me, the whining is just premature. Because this year, they get to play Georgia. Now, in past years, that wasn't true. Like you're talking in the bowl game? In the bowl game. So in this this year, in past years, I'm not sure the fifth team really had much of a a complaint or they couldn't play a team like Georgia. But just go ahead, beat Georgia, and then you've got a complaint. But, Paul, they're not complaining about – I think it's more about the money than is the the missing out on the playoff. 
okay, maybe that's tr- if that's true, then the the sports people aren't conveying that properly, except for you just now, of course. Um, Wait, I'm not a fan what of are, either George. Oh, pardon me. What argument do you think I, I was making? Did you? I mean, that was we just played a clip like five minutes ago from Peter Collins, the Florida State Board of Trustees chair. Were you confused what he was talking about? Oh no, no. I think what you're saying now is, is a good point with the financial part of it. Uh, okay. But, All right. No, I, I, I maybe I was not making myself clear. Um, and if if that's the case, I apologize. Um, but I, I, I at least in my own brain thought I, I was more trying to talk about the financial aspect of Florida State. Um, but thank you for the call, Paul. And again, if, if I was, I, I thought I was clear. But I mean, it's also five thirty in the morning, and I've been up since. 9.30 in the morning on Friday? Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm crazy. My girlfriend tells me all the time I'm crazy. Maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe she is right. But in this case, I, I don't think Florida State's crazy. I don't think I'm crazy. I don't think Florida State's crazy either. That financial gap is way too wide for you to be standing there, Pat, not doing anything about it. Manoa. Call from San Francisco. Hello, Manoa. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, man? I mean, as a Bama fan, we've been blessed over the past few years, and I just honestly don't think Florida State had any chance in the playoffs, realistically. Like, even if they made it, like, especially without Jordan Travis, like, they had no chance. Yeah, There's I agree. No way. I'm 100% I've been banging especially, the drum for a while. Like, even with like, Jordan like Travis, they, like were not, like, before, they were not impressive. Yeah, no, they they were not they were not gonna have a chance. I mean, Michigan's gonna lose to Alabama, and then Washington's gonna lose to Alabama realistically. But I mean, even like if we're talking about like fiscal like fiscal like advance like and when it comes to money like ACC money does not compare to SEC money. Like the NIL and like the the opportunities that like schools give players, it's just not the same. Like they they can't compare. Well, NIL is more about. I mean, it does vary school by school because we can go into NIL with certain players in, in or certain schools and appreciate the call Manoa in the SEC. Like Florida State has more NIL opportunities than Arkansas, than Vanderbilt, than South Carolina. Now, part of that is also what you're getting revenue-wise from your conference. But yeah, I mean, I think Florida State could compete with a lot of SEC schools. Definitely, without a doubt, they have they have the donor base. They are they are good there for sure. So that's if let's just say Florida State does break free in this hypothetical world we're living in, and they join the SEC. Financially, they're not going to be behind. I don't think they're going to all, all of a sudden, you know, not be able to compete facilities wise or NIL wise when it comes to recruiting. Now, competition on the field could be a different story because it's not like outside of this year, Florida State's been a dominant program. They're under 500 the last, was it five or six years, if you take out this year? They've had their own struggles recently. This was a really good season, but they've had their own struggles. So it's not like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you if they go to the SEC, they're going to be competing with Alabama every single year. Absolutely not. But financially, they absolutely could. And that's what we're talking about here. And... Peter Collins, again, the, the Florida State Board of Trustee Chair, he said in a different clip, I mean, they talked for like two hours. It was a long, long meeting. 
But what also they mentioned was like previously before these new um, TV deals were put in place that are about to go into effect in 2024, the gap they were saying was about $7 million, let's say, from the ACC to the SEC. And he was saying most years that the donors are making up for that. Like they would get donations that would make up for that um, difference and they'd be on a level playing field. You can't, no matter what school you are, I don't care what school you are, Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, you cannot realistically ask your donors every single year to collectively make up $30 million just to get even with teams in the Big Ten and the SEC. You can't do it. It's not possible. And that's where Florida State, I think, realizes that and says, oh, we're in trouble here. We can't break free. And we can't make it up just based on our donors because no one can make it up. No one can make up $30 million every single year based on donors. Tom's calling from Alabama really quickly here. Hello, Tom. Hey, Ryan. How you doing tonight? Good, buddy. What's on your mind, man? Oh, just uh, throwing uh, New York Times and Wall Street Journal around beautiful you. Huntsville, Alabama. Nice. And uh, I, I think uh, some people are forgetting. Well, a lot of people are forgetting because I brought this up at work the other day that Florida State uh, <laughs> they chose to play in the S- in the ACC. They had an opportunity to join the SEC. When they joined the ACC, but they wanted to be a big fish in a little pond because their talent was, they knew they could win the ACC pretty much every year at the time, back in the Bobby Bowden years. And that was what, the 90s, right? I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. hold that against and, them and then of course and now. They were at the top for many, many, many years, and, and the money wasn't a problem then, and so I understand they want to change, but just like any contract, uh, whether it's a coach's, a coach's buyout or whatever, I mean, you know, they, they make these contracts. Okay, fine. You want out, but you got to pay. I get what you're saying, Tom, but here's why I would dis- disagree. And thank you for the call, buddy. Drive safe um, and, and deliver those papers. But it's just like things change. When Florida State signed their latest grant of rights, it was 2016. How were you supposed, like, 2016, again, they were pretty much even. And then all of a sudden, you had the massive shift where Texas and Oklahoma, out of nowhere, go, we're going to the SEC. All of a sudden now, that TV deal that ESPN was giving the SEC went up even more. Teams got more money. Then all of a sudden, the Big Ten goes, well, we got to match it. USC, UCLA, come on down. Then it was an arms race. But in 2016, things were, for the most part, even and equal. And I don't think anyone foresee this, like, or I should say foresaw, excuse me, foresaw this coming. So I can't blame Florida State for not having the foresight in 2016 to see what was a drastic and unpredictable change that no one in the Big 12 even saw coming with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. So I, I'm not going to get on them for signing the grant of rights that they did in 2016 and now all of a sudden in 2023 being, wow. That document we signed seven years ago is so out of date compared to what happened in that seven years, and now we're going to be behind $30 million a year for the next 
12, 13 years. We can't afford that. We got to get out now. I don't do, like, I, I can't blame them. Again, getting out is a different story, but try and get out is absolutely the right move. Because if you want to remain competitive in college football, you cannot do so right now in the ACC. You can't do so in the Big 12. You can't do so in the AAC. If you want to remain competitive in college football, you got to be in the Big 10 or the SEC. That's it. Period. Stop. The money has forced that to be the reality. We'll continue to take your thoughts here. Do you look at Florida State like a bunch of crybabies? 855-212-4227. Also, give you our picks for week 16. Nico and I did Hickey's Pickies earlier in the show. We agree on all but one game. Which means we're pretty confident in most. Tell you the game we disagree on and why it's a tougher game to pick than you would think right here on CBS Sports Radio. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here. Love me some good Christmas music. Nico, let me ask you this question. Because I don't know if I think I'm a normal person. But a lot of strange people out there. Maybe I'm one of them. I can't listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I can't listen to Christmas music past 5 o'clock on Christmas Day. Yes. On point. Really? You're not a... Because I heard this... I've never heard Christmas music on the radio earlier this year in my life. It was like the middle of November. It may have been the second week of November. And there was Christmas music on, which is egregious. I feel like it gets earlier and earlier every, every year, year, right? Every single year. Give it 10 more years, we'll be listening to Christmas music in August. Labor Day weekend. Bring it on down. All right, so good to know. So you are like a, you're on Black Friday to Christmas Day. 100% agree, yes. I What I don't get with Christmas music, why people are so excited to play it early. I love getting the spirit, don't get me wrong, I love Christmas. But especially for Christmas music, there's not, like, the songs are the songs. The classics are the classics. There's, it's not like there's a lot of different Christmas music being made to where, like, there's a lot of variety. You run out pretty fast, and it's, like, the same songs you hear every day for six weeks. I would, even for someone who loves the radio, like, radio music stations that just play the same songs, the new songs every day for like three weeks in a row uh, until you're sick of them. That's, I like music that way personally. Um, Just beat it to death and move on. I can't listen to it. Like love the classics. I could not imagine six weeks of the same 15 songs every single day. That's, that's part of the reason I don't get why it starts earlier and earlier. It's the same songs. How you don't get sick of them is beyond me. Well, now everyone's just remaking the same songs. True. True. Yes. And it's a, right, different twist of a same song. But it's not that, like, it's different, yes, of the voice singing it. It's the same lyrics for the most part. Same tune. Same melody. It's the same. Doesn't stop most people, though. That is uh, that is for sure. All right. It is ranking right here on CBS Sports Radio. Florida State is trying to make it the same, and that's at least revenue. 
They want equal revenue. They're not getting it in the ACC because the ACC is going to be $30 million behind the Big Ten and the SEC starting this upcoming season. That's why they're breaking or trying to break out of the ACC, and I think they're right. You can't expect to compete for a national championship when you are making $30 million annually less than your competition. It's just not possible. So they got to do whatever they can do to get out there and make themselves or put themselves in a more equitable situation in order to compete. Jim is calling from Maryland here at 855-212-4227. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Hey, man. How are you doing? Likewise, man. Likewise. Hopefully, Santa hey, treats you I, well. I, was just want, I just want your opinion on, on this uh, Florida State, State situation. If Bobby Bowden was still coaching Florida State, do you think that they would be in the uh, top four? Oh, the college football playoff? Uh, yeah. No, I do not. No, really? Because I feel I feel sometimes that the coach has a big influence on, on who they select. If they play better and appreciate their college gym, like if that's part of the reason to, I mean, I really hate rehashing it, to be honest. I've talked about this for like two months, um, why Florida State shouldn't be in. If Florida State played differently under Bobby Bowden, okay, now let's have a conversation in this made-up world. But part of my frustration was they were not playing good, even when Jordan Travis was healthy, against bad competition. They were keeping games close. I didn't think you deserved to get rewarded for playing close games against bad teams. And so if you're saying it, you just take out Mike Norvell and replace him with Bobby Bowden and everything else is the same, including margin of victory and how they looked against inferior teams, then no, I don't think Florida State's getting in, and I think it's the same result as we have right now. All right. Earlier today, or earlier in the show, excuse me, we had a little hickeys pickies action here. Five, I think, of the biggest games. I think the Bengals are going on the road later today against the Steelers, not only winning, covering the three-point spread. I like Cincinnati a lot. Jake Browning is the truth. Mason Rudolph. If it was Christmas, different story. It's the day before Christmas. Sorry, Mason. No Rudolph magic there for you. Lions, I like a lot. On the dome, or I should say in a dome, going to Minnesota. Jared Goff, I think, got his swagger back. And that's a guy where if he's inside, he's no worries about him. Outside, oof, oh boy. Different guy. Lions on the road, lane three. I love it. Browns on the road, lane three. I love it. Texans are a young, feisty, fun team here, but no C.J. Stroud. Give me Joe Flacco. Ride the train all game long. I love the Dolphins at home on uh, Sunday afternoon. I think this is a spot where they finally get a big-time win against uh, a good opponent that's over 500, um, and Tua plays well. I think this is a game that really Tua dazzles and I think now starts to get people's radars, has people believing in this Dolphins team come the postseason. Um, Tua plays well. Dolphins win, easily cover the one-and-a-half-point spread. And the final one, the big one here, Ravens at the 49ers. 49ers laying six, I love that number. I think the 49ers blow them out. Now, Nico and Hickey's Pickies did think uh, that Baltimore will keep it close. They'll take the Ravens to cover. But in terms of Hickey's Pickies for me, I like the uh, the 49ers big time here. Speaking of Nico, a big thank you to him for doing a great job producing. A big thank you to you. 
for tuning in to Hick at Night right here on CBS Sports Radio. If you missed any part of the show, Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Don't go anywhere. Carrington Harrison is up next. Have a great holiday weekend and an early Merry Christmas. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. It's been Ryan Nicky on CBS Sports Radio.